the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. WTC, Minneapolis, St. Paul. Intelligent Radio. Fueled by Lucky's Station. With SRN News, I'm Bob Agnew in Washington. Ben Thomas reports President Trump has tweeted he is going to allow the release of thousands of never-before-seen documents related to the assassination of President John F. Kennedy. The president made the announcement in a Saturday morning tweet, saying, Subject to the receipt of further information, he will be allowing the long-block JFK files to be opened. The National Archives has until Thursday to disclose the remaining files, which include more than 3,000 documents that have never been released to the public. Former White House advisor Steve Bannon told a crowd last night in Anaheim that Republicans in that state need to get to work if they want to make a real difference. If you want to take your state back, if you want to take your country back, you're going to have to roll your sleeves up. And he spoke on KABC-TV. The event was carried there as he made his remarks in Anaheim, California. And he said that the president's trying to bring real change to Washington. This is SRN News. Hugh Hewitt is looking for a change at state. If you called the president of the United States a moron, of course it's a story. In Exxon, if uh, the number two guy called the CEO, called Rex Tillerson a moron, Tillerson would find out about it and act on it. It's not a Washington, D.C. deal. Look, they need a change at state. They do. The Hugh Hewitt Show, weekday mornings at 5, right before Mike Gallagher at 8. On AM 1280, The Patriot. Intelligent Radio. Just after 1 o'clock here on AM 1280, The Patriot, and that means it's time for the Northern Alliance Radio Network with the headliner, the local one, Mitch Berg. He's in studio, and he will be joined by some special guests today. It's a special broadcast of the Northern Alliance Radio Network, so stay tuned. And don't forget, anyone looking for Larry Elder tickets, you are out of luck unless you want some VIP dinner tickets, just a few left. Get those at am1280thepatriot.com. From the Blue Ox Heating and Air Weather Center, wet out there today, a high of 68. The views expressed on the following program do not necessarily represent those of this station or its management. This is the Northern Alliance Radio Network, the longest-running conservative talk show in the Twin Cities. It's great to be back in Minnesota today. Political analysis of the good, the bad, and the outright crazy. Now, here's your headline act, Mitch Berg. Welcome back, Twin Cities and World. The wind beneath the bright wing, the shining spot of red in the sea of dismal, dingy, institutional blue, the Northern Alliance Radio Network. My name is Mitch Berg. My blog, shotinthedark.info. Uh, the headliner edition of the Northern Alliance for low these past, what, 13 and a half years, going on 14, going on 20 when you really think about it, knock wood. Uh, also uh, found on the, at shotinthedark.info and looktruenorth.com, the official center for center-right political opinion in the upper Midwest. And it's my pleasure to uh, welcome my next two guests back to the show. Of course, uh, charter members of the Northern Alliance uh, Radio Network uh, for our every 17-month annual uh, get-together. <laughs> I looked it up. The last time we did this was February of 2015. Uh, 2015? 2016. 2016. 2016. That's right. So that's, that's only, what, about 18 uh, months ago here? Yeah, about 
That's uh, so. 20, 20 months. <laughs> it's a good thing. It's not, yeah, 20 months. Holy cow. Yeah, well, it's not a union thing. We'll be okay. <laughs> King Banyan, of course, who's heard every Saturday morning on our sister station, AM 1440, the businessman from 9 to 11 every uh, every Saturday morning. Welcome back, King. It's always good to be here. Thank you, Mitch. Great to have you. Of course, from hotair.com and uh, occasionally the Hugh Hewitt broadcast, uh, getting used to occasionally waking up at uh, oh dark 2.30 uh, to fill in for Hugh Hewitt to Ed Morrissey. Thank you, sir. Great to be back. Great to have and, you. And in the afternoon. You know, it's kind of nice to be on in the afternoon. <laughs> yeah, cry, yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you wind up doing this every once in a while. Try it every day for a couple of years of your life is all I'm saying. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> and, you know, the, the, the funniest part of that is, is, of course, Dwayne Generalismo Patterson produces this from the left coast, right? Oh. So it's a 3 o'clock start for him. So he's got to be down there about an hour earlier than that. Right. So he's at 2 o'clock in the morning. Yeah, uh, easy. Two o'clock in the morning, maybe even earlier than that. Every single day, he's uh, night shift. I he know. is the night shift. He's yeah. living the life I've always wanted to live. Because the perfect life for me would involve sleeping from three thirty in the afternoon till about eleven at night, and then being up overnight through the early morning, through the midday, all of which I love, and and it, getting me out of that whole period from about three through supper time to the early evening, where I'm basically worthless and feel guilty about billing any time, although I do it, but. Uh, <laughs> No, let's not go crazy here. But it's it's really just the perfect life for someone like me and apparently Dwayne. And I guess it's just something that comes from being in radio long enough. Well, long ago, I used to deliver newspapers and you would pick up your papers at one thirty in the morning. You'd deliver till about 6. So I, I'm sympathetic to Dwayne because I had that shift for about six months of my life. And after which I decided, you know, I think I really would rather be a college student. Yeah, I, uh, I, I, I worked the graveyard shift in a couple of jobs. I drove a cab for a couple of months oh, yeah. on the graveyard shift and then i worked call centers for about a year on the graveyard shift and that's where i really loved to uh, learn to love coffee man that's that's where the addiction started was right Mm -hmm. there yeah you know and my 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 best time of that was the evil talk empire when they gave me my first talk show in 1986 uh when i was the only conservative talk show host in the twin cities again and i they had such confidence in my chops as a talk show host. They put me on the air from 2 to 4 a.m. weekend nights <laughs> <laughs> because they were standing right behind their I have new no talent. idea. Whatever's below the graveyard, two to four weekends is it. It's it's the it's the Potter's Field, if you will, of, of talk radio, and it was amazing because on the other on one hand, you're you're never short of calls. I mean, it's between cops, drunks, and writers. That's where I met James Lilacs the first time. That's where really? he encountered me when he was working on his first novel way back when in 1986. And uh, also, for some reason, every single handicapper out at Canterbury Downs was awake at that time of the night and all of the mike gell fan Ter- tony pritchard all of the big uh all of the big handicappers back when there was a handicapping racket going in town were huge listeners not necessarily fans but listeners so uh and then i would wind up getting home at five in the morning and getting up and going back to work for my regular job from 11 to 7 so uh that i, I feel your pain gents here so so, a lot has happened since we last uh, got together here. A bit of an election. I think we've talked since the election. Uh, yes. I, I mean, none of us, I don't think, predicted Donald Trump winning. I think most of us predicted if Donald Trump did win, life in Washington would, would be somewhat akin to a reality TV show. And at last we got one right. Yes. <laughs> That's right. Very true. And Morrissey, uh, this this last couple months in, in, in D.C. have, on the one hand, you you participated in the 
in the Trump First 100 Days event last May with, I with, did. with Hugh and uh, Dennis Prager. They gave him, I think, a C-plus, maybe a B-minus altogether. They were a little more generous than I would be, all things considered, but they're national and no one cares what I think. So, Ed? <laughs> and uh, by the way, I'm going to be doing uh, the um, Patriot event on Tuesday night with Larry Elder, so uh, make sure if you're... Listening, if you haven't gotten your tickets yet, go to am1280thepatriot.com. Oh, and do it fast because... I think we only have a few tickets left. It's down in single digits. If you have snoozed, you've almost lost. Yeah. So go to am1280thepatriot.com to see. Um, and this is unusual, them tapping you to host one of these events, Ed. This hardly ever happens. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, go figure. Golly, I... <laughs> I don't know what to say to that, Mitch. Uh, <laughs> say, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's unusual. I feel almost like Howard Dean. Yeah. Uh, Larry Elder, anyway, is going to be That's here. Right. And we're going to be, uh, and he's the host. I'm just the MC. So um, uh, that should be a lot of fun. And I'm sure this is going to come up. But uh, both, um, you know, Dennis and Dennis was particularly um, defensive of, uh, defensive is not the right word. Um, supportive. supportive. Supportive of Donald Trump's efforts right. at that right. at that point in time. Hugh, had, Hugh and I had a, a few uh, criticisms of it, but uh, by and large, pretty positive. Uh, the reality show aspect of this is, I, I think, really just still driven by Donald Trump himself with the tweets and with uh, his his propensity to answer every criticism with, a criticism in return or or some sort of claim in return. This week we saw what that looked like because it blew up something that's normally kept very low-key, the condolence calls or condolence letters to families of those in action, into the top news story of the week for some reason where you had people who were claims and counterclaims about what was said, what wasn't said. Uh, you uh, had... Um, Re- Representative Grace Jones, I believe. Uh <laughs> Oh, I, I, 80s music reference. That yes, I know. Yeah. No, I know. I know who Grace Jones okay, is. Okay, didn't go my, past you. The no. point I wanted to make was she doesn't look anything like Grace Jones. Yeah, nothing at all. <laughs> Dresses a bit like Grace Jones is what I was getting at. Um, Never I'm mind. I'm not sure about that. Not too much, too much of a tangent. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, back on, on topic here. Yeah, yeah. I know. Uh, <laughs> it was, um, and it, this, is, this was the major news story of the week, if you're looking at the news networks, right? I think the story of the week was actually the fact that uh, John Solomon and Allison Spann found an FBI undercover um, confidential informant who was saying that the FBI and the Department of Justice was looking into uh, uh, bribery by uh, Russia, bribery and extortion racket by Russia as far back as 2009, uh, revolving around the sale of uh, uranium uh, to uh, the, the sale of American uranium uh, in part to a Russian company, Rosatom which is their uh, state-owned nuclear um, company, and that the Department of Justice never informed Congress of of this espionage, of this this attempt to to corrupt the process of that. And that is something that has barely been mentioned this week. And this is back during the term of Secretary of State Sarah Palin, as I recall. Yes, exactly. That's oh, right. Yeah, Secretary sure. of State Sarah Palin <laughs> yeah. in the John McCain presidency. You recall the John McCain presidency, right? Exactly. Oh. Yeah, no, this is um, this was uh, with Hillary Clinton. Apparently, the part of the allegations were that the Russians had poured a few million dollars into the Clinton Foundation and 500000 of course, we knew about this, $500,000 into Bill Clinton's pocket. Uh, for that speech to the Russian bank that was handling the transaction. That actually did come up during the election. But the FBI 
never informed Congress of this investigation, the counter the the, the counterintelligence part of the uh, investigation. That uh, Mike Rogers, who was the House Intelligence Chair at the time, had no idea that this was going on. The Assistant Deputy Director of the FBI that was in charge of criminal investigations also had no idea this was going on. But the Department of Justice back then had threatened the person, the FBI's confidential informant, uh, about going to Congress by saying that they'd signed a non-disclosure agreement and that they would prosecute this person if he if he um, informed any member of Congress over it, which is a huge, huge constitutional issue if that turns out to be the case. And to me, I mean, I think that this is the story of the week, and yet we're talking about condolence calls. So, Ed, I guess my question then is, uh, I, I believe uh, whoever was the attorney general back then, John Ashcroft, is no longer there. Yeah, John Ashcroft. Yeah, that, yeah, was right, that, yeah. that was the guy That's back right, then, right? Right. Um, <laughs> I, I'm, I'm sure, because it had nothing to do with the Obama administration. Might, pos- have Steve, might have been Steve King. Might have been Steve there King. Was, might yeah, been. Anyway. Been. Side note. It I would, was actually Eric Holder, for those of you who are left behind by our, <laughs> our, our banter. It was during the Barack Obama administration. Yes. I know Say the some, name. And Hillary Clinton the was the Secretary of State. Sometimes the banter goes past some of the I'm just taking a quick aside, sort of like. Oh, the, fine. Put reality all over this. Yeah. Then, Mitch. sort of, sort of like the sign language interpreter. <laughs> so anyway, the yes, question, the question is, now that now that the Justice Department is run by by Attorney General Jeff Sessions, can this guy now go testify before Congress? Well, in fact, it's a good question, and the answer to that is absolutely. I mean, <laughs> I mean, let's back up for just a second. An NDA does not prevent you from contacting Congress. This guy was just intimidated into silence by the Department of Justice. If they had tried to prosecute the guy for informing Congress of this, it would have gone nowhere, right? A court would have thrown that out in a a New York minute. I don't care who the justice was or the judge was. But uh, but yes, in fact, uh, Senator Chuck Grassley, who is the chair of the Senate Judiciary Committee. And a distant relative of mine. Is that right? Is that right? Oh, there you go. Wow. I I knew I always liked Chuck Grassley. Anyway. Same. Grassley... um, had coincidentally, Sessions was testifying about a completely unrelated matter to the Judiciary Committee the next day after this story comes out, and Grassley starts peppering him with questions about this, and and Sessions is going, "I know what you're talking about. I can't comment on if there's any open investigations, but I can assure you that we hear your concern and we share it." And Grassley then immediately after the meeting wrote a letter to Victoria Tensing, who's this guy's attorney saying that uh, you are cordially invited to appear before the Senate Judiciary Committee at your earliest convenience to tell us more about what the is going on around here. <laughs> because Grassley was not a happy camper when that uh, during that session. He was really unhappy about that. Uh, go ahead, King. No, I was going to let you. Just a quick tangent here. Not that we ever indulge in tangents, but, but King, over this last year, listening to all the palaver about the control the Russians supposedly had over this last election and, 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 and the, the purported relationship between elements of the Trump campaign to the Russians, you obviously have a, 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 you, a perspective on Russia and, and, and life in Russia and Russian politics that a lot of Minnesotans don't have. And, and the part that I, I find is amazing is here we are, this, this country, this, this world's foremost democracy, is getting wrapped around its axle by what is basically a third world country with a first world nuclear arsenal. And uh, basically, 
it's basically Venezuela with nukes in Russia at this point. <laughs> Otherwise known as Pakistan. But no, they have uh, a good point. Yes. But, uh, but no, good I, point. I, I think, in, I think, I think this is a good point. This is a good point, though. What the Russians have been able to do is practice something that they've practiced back in their Soviet days. We referred to it as desinformation, right? Yes. Uh, you know, disinformation of the American public. Uh, it is engaged in lots of places. But the other thing they've done is they've steered us away from looking at what I think really is a big deal. I think Uranium One, the deal that, that Ed was talking about, is a very big deal. I think it's something you can get to the bottom of, and I do think it's going to be something that we will we will hear about for the next six to twelve months, and maybe get a maybe get a prosecution on. We'll get to the bottom of it uh, in the next segment. Here, we'll we'll solve the Russia problem. We'll we'll unpack the uranium controversy, and we'll uh, figure out the rest of the, uh, uh, the the world's problems in the next segment. Here uh, with King Banyan, Ed Morrissey, and myself, Mitch Berg. 651-289-4488 is the number to call should you care to join us. And I hope you do. Go nowhere. We'll be right back. When you're in pain, you need the Good Feet Store. Don't suffer from foot pain, sore ankles, tired legs, achy back and hips, or sore knees. Go to the Good Feet Store for your no-obligation, custom-fitting, and immediately feel the difference. The Good Feet Arch Support System is designed to put your feet in an ideal position, redistribute body weight more evenly, and help relieve pain and stress. With over 350 styles and sizes to relieve your pain. This is Michael Medved, and I wear my Good Feet Arch Support System in all of my shoes. I'm told they even work in high heels. I don't have experience with that. If you have stress, if you have tension, pressure, or pain in your back, hip, knees, ankles, or feet, call for your appointment, 855-554-3338. For your no-obligation fitting, you can use your flex spending accounts and most health savings accounts, too. Visit one of the three Good Feet locations, Bloomington, Maple Grove, and the brand-new store in Maplewood. Thanks to the Good Feet store. Webster's Dictionary defines a meeting as a gathering of people for a particular purpose such as to talk about business. No matter how big or small your meeting is, WNAV Audiovisual can help. Because at WNAV Audiovisual, your meeting is our business. Hi, I'm Mark Stone, president of WNAV Audiovisual. Today, over 26 million meetings will take place in the United States. In today's fast-paced world, meetings are essential to keep people connected. In today's fast-paced world, you have to get business done now. Whether your meeting is in a conference room, auditorium, ballroom, or sanctuary, WNAV can provide you with audiovisual equipment and expertise quickly, smoothly, and efficiently. And we've been serving Minnesota since 1983. Learn more about what WNAV's technicians can do for you online at WNAV-video.com. That's WNAV-video.com. WNAV Audiovisual, where your meeting is our business. This is Hugh Hewitt for townhall.com. The defeat of ISIS in its self-proclaimed capital of Raqqa in its self-proclaimed caliphate is a huge victory for the West and for the U.S.-backed forces that cleared that Syrian city of its remaining ISIS killers. Those self-proclaimed martyrs surrendered, by the way, refusing to fight to the death as ISIS propaganda had always proclaimed they would. The Syrian civil war continues, and its ghastly toll continues to rise, of course, as does the war against ISIS, and not just in Syria and Iraq, but around the world as the death of five members of American special forces in Niger in October shout. The sacrifices of the American military of the highest sort, and honor must be paid to their heroism and to the families of the fallen. Part of that honor is pausing to note that they and their brothers and sisters in arms are winning. 
that they are actually driving back radical Islamist terror. Congressman Mike Gallagher noted earlier this week that was unthinkable even a year ago under the tactics employed by the Obama administration. We salute the liberators of Raqqa and the American Special Forces who assisted them. I'm Hugh Hewitt. AM 1280, The Patriot, Northern Alliance Radio Network, 651-289-4488, the number you call, should you kid to join us. King Banyan, Ed Morrissey, yours truly. This is one that placed squarely in King Banyan's wheelhouse. Absolutely. I adore this man. I adored this song. Yeah. They they hit the wall really hard a few of these later for me, by my from my perspective. No, no, They're, the nineteen nineties version of XTC is wretched. Oh yeah, it's okay, absolutely good. wretched. Right, but, but this song just I forgive everything. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah right. kind of like Starship as opposed to Jefferson Airplane is what you're getting at. That's that's close. There you or, go. That's, that's close. I think I think Starship crashed harder. Yeah, yeah. fell so, from a higher height. Yeah. Never quite had the same level of goodwill that, that XTC yeah, yeah. had. We're doing this to soften you up for, really, when we lower the boom in the second hour, when we talk about the worst songs of the 1960s, all of them. We were going to do for the 60s what we've done for the 70s and 80s, henceforth. Uh, leading up to, in uh, just 20 more months here, uh, it's sort of like the World Cup. Uh, we do this uh, roughly about as often. Uh <laughs> We'll be doing the worst songs of all time. So we're, we're just basically all get the results back from uh, to this uh, session, the last two, and, and go for all the marbles here. So stay tuned for that. Just 20, 19, 20 months away, whenever, whenever the three of us are in town at the same time uh, to, to, to chat about this. So uh, let's go to the phones in Minneapolis. Mike, uh, you're on the air with Ed Morrissey, King Banyan, and yours truly. Yeah, gentlemen, two quick comments. One is, uh, one's a comment on... The president's tweets, which I have no problem with. And it's um, I remember long ago, George W. Bush was asked why he did not push back on the constant assaults against his character. And his comment was something to the effect of it was beneath the dignity of the office of the president to do so. And remember just grimacing, saying, well, no wonder you've been trashed so soundly. (laughs) I think. uh, the antithesis of that is obviously President Trump, where he will not allow anything to slide by without responding to it. Some of it's awkward. He's not the communicator of a of someone like the President Reagan or, or even or Bush. Obama. Yeah. Or, well, there was no communicator, clearly. But, but I have no problem with him doing that because, if nothing else, he's doing exactly what uh, George Bush refused to do. The second point. One of you gentlemen said something about all we hear, all we hear, referring to the, the um, sad loss of four brave soldiers, I'm former military, in Niger. And all we hear is about this, um, I guess I got the thing on Grace Jones. It was, I thought it was well done. Excellent. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. You are now Mitch's favorite caller. You're perceptive man. Okay. Give him the private <laughs> number. Niger, yes, carry on. My point is, it's not all we hear. It's all we are allowed to hear. I will, at night when I get home from work, I do, I flip on Fox, MSNBC, CNN for as long as I can tolerate it and just go back and forth and watch the difference. I watched General Kelly give what I thought was a very good presentation on why President Trump said what he said. 
I immediately flipped to CNN and MSNBC. I thought I was on a different planet where they were trashing him and calling him everything but I mean, human. And he was, I don't remember the exact terms. But I know that somehow someone called him a racist. He was called an ass by another military person. I said, so if I only stick to the, the, the Democratic media or watch those people at Democrats After Dark, whatever they call those comedians at night, <laughs> all I'm allowed to hear is how horrible, rotten, and racist the president is. Absolutely. I- we'll touch on that. We'll touch on both of those. Thank you very much for your call, uh, Mike. And you are a person of exceeding uh, prescience, uh, prescience and uh, and and uh, perspicacity. Uh, I was looking for another word that started with a P, but I, I, I just, it will, it's, it's perfect. Anyway, uh, so let's talk about that. Donald Trump. We talked about this at the first 100 days. That was the point of exasperation in which all three of the panelists, yourself, Dennis, and uh, uh, the other fella, agreed. Uh, was yeah was was it was Donald Trump's Twitter feed was driving them both to drink and when you drive Hugh to drink you're talking some serious uh, serious business here so uh, it, it hasn't hasn't gone away I, there are people who say he's crazy there's people who say he's crazy like a fox he's been throwing a continuous uh, parade of of shiny objects before the media and they have taken the bait uh, predictably I recall it, it, and this is the case where. Neither Ed nor I are from Minnesota. You're actually not either, but Fargo's right. close enough. James, uh, James Town. Well, Jeez. yeah, it's a suburb. Uh, <laughs> and anyway, <laughs> those are going to get ugly. It's, it's going to get, get ugly in here. You have, All right. you have sown the wind; you shall reap the blizzard. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so uh, this is a case where where I thought it was interesting. Hugh said at the at at the at the hundred days event that that here in Minnesota, most of us don't like the tweeting. When he was doing the 100 Days event in other parts of the U.S., people liked his tweets. The, the, remember, the audience is going to be people that listen to stations like, like AM 1280, The Patriot, right? right. So it's going, to be, it's going to be a conservative audience. But when, they were, when he's in California, when he's in Texas, when he's in Cleveland even, you know, he's saying people are going thumbs up. It's us here that are, that are kind of down on this. So I try to be careful not to generalize from my own little circle of friends so I don't fall into Pauline Kaleism in thinking about this, this particular question. I was in Arizona last month. Uh, for um, for an event out there, and the same thing was true. They liked it out there. The the, yeah. the 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 Salem audience out there was a Salem event. The Salem audience out there liked it. They they were very enthusiastic about the tweets. I, I to me, I think that sometimes there's. I mean, it's a venue, right? And it's it's all depends on how well it's used as well. And I think sometimes. He uses it effectively. I think other times he creates more problems for himself than he solves. And that's just a question of the the skill in which that, that particular medium is used. So I don't think it's Twitter itself. I, I think he has to be a little bit more disciplined about the message that's going out on that. Now, I'll, t- I'll tell you, I think he's learning because uh, he came out against the Alexander Murray bill this uh, mm-hmm. this week. Uh, after first s- s- signaling that he would support it, and for those of you who don't know that, that was the uh, bi- supposedly bipartisan agreement to continue the cost-sharing reduction payments in Obamacare, the subsidies to the insurance companies. Mm. And normally, if he's going to come out against something, he kind of trashes whoever it was that was proposing it. But he was very careful to say, Lamar Alexander's a great guy. I just disagree with him on this, and we're not going to go yeah, forward on it. And, and so I do think that he's starting to learn not to pick fights with his own team on Twitter, which is something he's been doing for, you know, for the last several months. So I think he's learning. I mean, I think that there's a learning curve with this guy and maybe we're starting to see it.
Yeah, and, and by the way, I, I figure, you, as Mike pointed out, perceptive as he is on so many levels, uh, <laughs> he is really good at finding those those slights to him and responding instantly on Twitter. The, the National Security Agency could take tips from him on finding information around the world. The CIA should do as well finding threats to America as, <laughs> as Donald Trump does finding slights to him. The other uh, question, of course, is about the uh, the aftermath of the uh, the tragic ambush in Niger where four American special forces operators are killed and uh, the, the, the PR flap that has blown up around that here. Now, mm-hmm. I've been otherwise occupied this past week. I haven't had a fo- chance to follow that to the extent that I'm sure that, uh, you have, Ed and, and King. Uh but on the other hand, this this does sound like like Representative Jones, uh, excuse me, Frederica Frederica Wilson. Wilson, Wilson. Thank you very much. Uh, uh, certainly, uh, <laughs> certainly committed a, a uh, what's Fran Drescher, the former chair of the DNC, uh, uh, Debbie Wasserman. Debbie, Debbie Washman Drescher. That's it. That's right. <laughs> the nanny. Uh, one of those who was here this past week. Your your thoughts on 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 this past uh, week in in uh, the in. In casualty gate. Well, you know, this is what's exasperating about this uh, is that you had a whole bunch of people stand up and say, how come we were never told? Uh, how come Donald Trump has not explained the mission in uh, in Niger? Well, it's because Barack Obama explained the mission in Niger. We've been there for four and a half years. Right. And, and it wasn't kept a secret. This was something that was widely discussed at the time. This was part of the fight against Boko Haram and Al Qaeda. Right. And we've been training indigenous forces there and trying to bolster their security been working with the french who who helped bail us out of this right and you know i think there's some legitimate questions to be asked about how well we prepared for this mission because it, it does sound like we kind of went in there not expecting a whole lot of trouble and not being prepared if it did come up and we left some guys out there twisting in the wind because of that. That's yeah. something that the Pentagon has to get a, a handle on. And I think the Senate's going to look into it, and that's great. But that's where the focus should be. And as far as the focus on the condolence calls, we should not be putting those families in the middle of a political crossfire. I don't care which side it is. I don't care who's who's right or who's wrong. Those families are in the middle of a crossfire, and that's, that's unfair to them. And it is very, very destructive, I think, to the idea of shared service. However... I believe it will lead to another excellent, perhaps Oscar-nominated starring role for Mark Wahlberg, who's come up <laughs> with quite a niche for playing special forces people isolated in the middle of nowhere. Lone Survivor. That's right. Here we go. Northern Alliance Radio Network, AM 1280, The Patriot. We'll be right back. Go nowhere. With Ed Morrissey, King Banyan, yours truly. One of these days I'm going to settle down and take you back with me to the guitar So you've been exploring solutions for your hair loss. You've seen ads from the national chains. You've researched the alternative products that cost a fortune, but there seem to be no guarantees. So here's good news for you. This is Dennis Prager. Go to INeedMoreHair.com and see what their hair transplant specialists are doing for men and women like you. The consultations are free. Their doctors have given patients in Hollywood and worldwide a full head of hair. They can do the same for you. You'll see a more confident reflection of yourself. In fact, they guarantee your results in writing and their prices are some of the best in the business as low as three dollars per graft so stop searching and go to ineedmorehair.com you have nothing to lose call their office in egan for your free consultation ineedmorehair.com experience you can trust prices you can afford get the permanent solution to your hair loss at ineedmorehair.com giving your computer problems the boot arby's computer service 
Hi, everybody. Randy from RB's Computer Service. Let's talk managed services. Managed services is when you let a company like ours take over the responsibilities of keeping all of your computers and servers protected and running efficiently. We keep your systems patched, keep antivirus protection on all of your systems, provide a way to filter out much of the malware, manage your backups, and most of all, keep you up and running. This is no easy task and takes you time. Time is money. If your server or even an important computer goes down, can you afford this? Let us take care of all this for you, and you can stay focused on being profitable. And don't forget, we also fix your PCs, Macs, cell phones, and tablets, too. Call us today at 763-441-3884. Once again, 763-441-3884, or find us on the web at rbsmn.com. Giving your computer problems the boot. Arby's Computer Service. I was nine weeks along and didn't know what else to do. I felt helpless, and I didn't want to leave it up to her, but I didn't know what to do or say. I didn't know there were other options available. I didn't know it was a baby with a beating heart at 18 days. Hello, my name is Marian Koharski. I'm the director of Pro-Life Across America, the Billboard People. So often we get calls just like this from men and women seeking health and alternatives. Our 800 hotline connects callers to the services they need for pregnancy, adoption, as well as post-abortion assistance. If you know someone who is pregnant or in need of confidential counseling or would like to support the work of Pro-Life Across America, please call 1-800-366-7773 or check us out on the web, prolifeacrossamerica.org. Prolife Across America is educational, non-political, and tax deductible. A baby's heart is beating 18 days from conception. Pro-Life Across America, the AM 1280, The Patriot. Woohoo! Northern Alliance Radio Network. Throwing a bound to pretty much everyone here. And this Ed Morrissey seems a little psyched here today. No, no, carry on. I'm, just, I'm, I'm pouring cold water. I'm, I'm just watching. <laughs> Holy heck. This is awesome. <laughs> Best of the 70s, baby. Here's a little flashback to our worst of the 70s oh, episode. Oh, By the way, one song, this is one song you will not hear at the Minnesota Gospel Opry. It's fourth uh, concert season coming up here. We got a, uh, well, no, I'm just saying they're, they're unlikely That's, to play that song at a Gospel Opry. That is a classic Segway, man. I'm telling you right now. <laughs> what? Uh, Are you going to yeah. hear Afternoon Delight at a gospel that's, performance? That's what I'm saying. Simple it's statement of fact. She's all Friday. Everyone's a critic. Uh, we, we're giving away, by the way, we're giving a couple uh, pairs of uh, sets of tickets right now to the Minnesota Gospel Opry uh, to see the J.C. Harold, uh, cuts Jace Harold comments, uh, concert on October 27th. Uh, it's the fourth season right now. This month we have the Jace Harold Band. Jace Harold, of course, multi-award winning uh, traditional inspirational country artist and musician, bluegrass uh, performer extraordinaire. Very skilled guitar player. Hey, you got me on board. Uh, has won the Musician of the Year Award and uh, many other awards here. Reminiscent of Buck Owens and Keith Whitley. By the way, Buck Owens from your backyard there. Uh, right. Ed Morrissey, yeah. Bakersfield native here. Why they missed uh, Dwight Yoakam in making that call out, I don't get it. 
I but, don't know, but Buck Owens. Buck Owens, Keith Whitley, both excellent. <laughs> anyway, Jason's a creator of the Honky Tonk Opry with monthly uh, shows to Full House Crowd down in Florida. Uh, Jace has a unique sound, all his own, and you can get free tickets to see Jace Harold uh, coming up on October 27th. That's coming right up here, folks. So get on the phones. What we're going to do is uh, give away a four-pack to the first caller at 651-289-4488 and a two-pack to the second caller. Two-pack is still alive, and it's here at the second, the second caller uh, at uh, 651-289-4488. First caller wins four. Second caller wins two. Uh, so, so get on the phones. Uh, Terminator N is awaiting your calls even as we speak. 651-289-4488. Uh, what the heck? Call to converse with us and win some tickets. It's, uh, you, can, you can double the fun or maybe quadruple the fun if you're the first person on the line. So by all means, give us a call. Um, Jace Harrell, it's going to be a great concert. So uh, one of many uh, shows we were promoting here at the station right now. By the way, Evening with Elder, as we mentioned earlier, coming up Tuesday, Ed will be hosting. I will be uh, out, out in the audience. Um, there's not going to be a Narn table this time. Because oh, really? Okay. No, well, because I didn't go make myself a pain in the butt on the air to Stacey, our, our promotions ah. uh, person. But you're going to be no, there. So really? I'm going to be there. You're yeah. going to be there. So uh, you know, show up to the event and uh, yeah. make sure you get a chance to hang out with Mitch a little bit. And, yeah. And, it uh and, and myself, of course. Yeah. And we can talk about the, the Narn boat cruise on Lake Minnetonka. See, maybe Stacy picks up on that here. There you go. <laughs> if I mentioned it enough, Way to it'll go. Happen. That's right. Although it's maybe not this time of year. You know, <laughs> on the on weekends on the twelve eighty, you take what you can get. There you go. <laughs> it there might be in go. January for all I know. <laughs> Ice crawler out there on Lake Minnetonka. That's how the Narn was born. Was That's uh, right. Minnetonka in January, <laughs> That's man. That's right. Is That's there... right. After one of the most supernatural storms ever. That was an amazing, yeah. amazing weekend. Anyway, we'll we'll uh, we'll troop John Memory Lane uh, next uh, demolishing the nineteen sixties here. But we're talking about uh, well the world with King Banyan and and Ed Morrissey. Uh, one thing about Russia that popped up, uh, a story that I remember us all talking about, to say the least, seven years ago. It hardly seems that long. But the Anna Chapman case has bubbled mm-hmm. back up, at least in some form, to uh, to to, uh, to redound to the disadvantage of Hillary Clinton, provided anything ever does redound to her disadvantage in this world. Uh, the Anna Ch- For those of you who don't remember, Anna Chapman was the hot Russian spy. What? Uh, Edward R. Murrow would have said it exactly that way in you know, sure. thoroughly Absolutely. journalistic capacity. She kind of, she kind of, she kind of uh, restarted that whole sexy spy genre thing. Oh didn't yeah, she? she was like a Bond girl in real life. Who's the who's the the, the who's the wife in in the Americans? Uh, oh, I, I couldn't. I tell content, you. I can, uh, no one's watched that show. Uh, not I'm yet. Not yet. I'm gonna binge. Oh. I'm gonna binge it when the series is over. Oh, like, you must, like I'm doing Absolutely Sopranos must. right now. Finally, uh, it's a fantastic series. Uh, and I can't remember. The last name is Russell. I can't remember what her first name is. Carrie Russell. It is Carrie. Carrie Russell. That's right. Ooh. And 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 and, and <laughs> well, I can t- I contend that Anna Chapman uh, sort of built this role for her. Oh. Uh, anyway, but um, yeah, I I I, I yeah. believe I believe maybe actually because that story's actually been around for a long time. Uh, the story of the under. The, of the deep sleeper family, yes, it turns out to be Russian. Carrie Russell, I could see, I could see Amy Adams playing the part, but Carrie Russell works also. Mm, okay, no? good for you. Uh, anyway. Just saying. Anyway, this, in case I'm called upon to cast. This is the one. This is days. the reason why we only get invited on this show no, every once every twenty right, months. Right. By we the could, way, we could detour him <laughs> off a detour. Um, <laughs> the, so there was a story in 
in, in this story, and it's it's <laughs> I think somewhat related to the Anna Chapman piece. Uh, there was a sting that the FBI ran called Ghost Stories, Operation Ghost Stories, that was un- that was uncovered this week that turned out to have busted ten Russian spies. Um, huh. Ten Russian spies in June of 2010. Darn that Trump! What, in, wait, 2010 in 2010. Oh. And then, and then, according to a piece on in the Daily Caller from uh, uh, Mike Waller, who's a foreign policy analyst for them, he says said after the FBI arrested the spies, Secretary of State Clinton worked feverishly to return the Russian agents to Moscow in a hastily arranged, lopsided deal with Putin. I think this. I, I'm. I haven't seen if this is. This includes the Chapman bust. It might be because it's about the about about the, the same, same time. time period. Yeah, I'm not sure that that one is it or not. But it turns out it's at the very same time when Bill Clinton is going to Moscow to give a speech for which he got paid half a million dollars from uh, Renaissance Capital, which is a which is a Russian bank that has the uh, blessing, at least, if not the the uh, overt uh, support of uh, Vladimir Putin. Um, so it seems to me <laughs> like there might be some connection. And this is happening this week. And I so I have to tell you, I've been interested in the Niger piece that, that Mike called about before uh, during the previous segment. But but this story is is actually got all kinds of different layers fusion gps going up to the house and taking the fifth rather than testifying before a house committee this is happening what's happening with the senate that you talked about ed uh previously there's a lot of stuff going on here about russia and fusion and 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 the and the trump dossier and it just there's a lot here. There's a lot going on here, and let's recall what's going on in that same time period, 2009, 2010. Uh, this would have been about the same time that the FBI was looking into this. And to, to get back to that, the the FBI investigation starts with a businessman who who sees uh, bribery and extortion. He thinks goes to the FBI and agrees to work undercover for them. So he's an undercover CI. Okay. Now in 2009, what's going on? 2009, Barack Obama had just been elected. I just took office, I should say, and explicitly on the idea that he was going to restore uh, diplomatic relations and uh, diplomatic uh, relationships uh, with um, with countries like Russia. Hillary Clinton, in March of that year, goes to um, Sergei Lavrov, I believe it was in Moscow, mm-hmm. and hands him the reset button, the infamous reset button, basically saying, "The forget the previous eight years. We're, we're open for business with you guys. Six months after that, Barack Obama is canceling the missile defense uh, deployment, uh, their missile defense system deployment in Poland and Czechia. Uh, ironically, or um, unintend- unintentionally, I'm sure, but uh, fumblingly, <laughs> cancels it on the very 70th anniversary of the Soviet invasion of Poland. <laughs> That's right. The day, the anniversary, the day of the Soviet. Uh, I think it was. I think it was September seventeenth. That sounds right. Yeah. And um, and uh, Poland didn't uh, take that very kindly, and uh, because Poland and Czechia had at the time called the Czech Republic. Now they refer to themselves as Czechia. They had actually put themselves at considerable political risk in agreeing to deploy those systems in the first place. Right. And so you've got all this going on where the Obama administration and Hillary Clinton as the Secretary of State are are trying to pal around with Russia and all this. And so if you've got this bribery and extortion thing going on at the same time, that looks a little suspicious. Like there's some influence that's being uh, pushed behind the scenes. And you don't actually see the U.S. get out of that position 
until 2014 when Russia invades Crimea and they have absolutely no choice now but to oppose uh, Russia on the world stage. Uh, 2012, you have Barack Obama still talking to Dmitry Medvedev, who was president at the time, saying, after the election, I'll have more flexibility. Remember the open yes. mic conversation? So all of this is the context for this FBI investigation that's going on. So when you hear this, when you see, when you read this article from John Solomon and Allison Spann at the Hill, uh, you have to take into account all of that which was going on at the time and then understand that with all of those changes going on in American policy, Congress probably should have known that there was a Russian bribery and extortion ring going on that was trying to influence politics, especially in terms of uranium, which is a national security interest. And uh, and the fact that they weren't told about it, I think, is is a real red flag that there was influence and, and, and collusion going on here. And... $100,000 worth of ads on Facebook. <laughs> Plus that. Plus that. Don't Plus forget. That. <laughs> you know, the, the important point to remember is this. I mean, this is the takeaway from all of it is the attempt to influence the Clintons, Not, and, and I'm going to lump Bill and Hillary together in this. The attempt to influence them has been around since 2008 at minimum. And so what happened in 2016 we had lots of knowledge, or some people had knowledge was happening, and there was a serious attempt to try to keep that quiet by folks in the Obama administration as well as from the Clintons themselves. Well, hey, the, the, the attempts to influence the Clintons actually go back to 1996. They go, go back 10 years earlier than that because uh, all you have to do is do a Google on Charlie Tree. Uh, with, sure. with, and it, only that time it was China that was right. pu- pushing money into the election cycle. That's right. That's right. 651-289-448. Just this immense waves of deja vu from 13 years of this show washing over me. As Everything different... old is new again, pal. That's right. Everything old is new again and rattling around my, my, my noggin right now. More when we come back. Northern Alliance, AM 1280, The Patriot. AM 1280, The Patriot. Am I impressed with the relief factor? You know I am. So many people are out of pain thanks to it. Well, Pete and Seth Talbot, the father-son owners of Relief Factor, have just told us that for the entire month of October, they're going to send $5 to Africa New Life every time they sell a three-week start for just $19.95. That's right, $5 of that $19.95 is going to help rescue and care for a child in Rwanda. For years now, Pete and Seth have been helping these kids, but now they're going to do even more with your help. A lot of people who order the three-week quick start program go on to order and renew month after month. And that happens because in most cases, with Relief Factor, you really can lower or even eliminate your pain. If you're in pain, please help yourself by joining Pete and Seth to rescue and save more kids in need. Order the three-week quick start for $19.95 at relieffactor.com or call 800-583-84, 800-583-84. I'm Pastor David Mitchell, founder and CEO of Tradeway 
I've been in the ministry for over 30 years now, and because the Lord has continued to bless my business endeavors, I've never had to take a salary from the church, which has been a huge blessing in my life and a great way for me to give back to the Lord's work. I'd like to share with you my thoughts on the importance of the family business. You know, these days, people send their children to college to learn a trade that no one in the family has done before. They move away, they work for someone who doesn't love them, and then they trade their infinitely valuable time for a little bit of someone else's money. The old plan was to get a job but lay aside each month and later start a family business. As the owner, you leverage the time of others and earn off hundreds of man hours per day. It's called financial leverage. The added benefit is that each generation teaches the next and builds on these skill sets and your children have the competitive advantage of experience. That's a great plan for potentially creating generational wealth. Tradeway offers you the vehicle to start such a family business by teaching you how to trade in the stock market. Perhaps you're intimidated or confused by the world of investing, but Tradeway is here to help you break down that confusing world of finance so that you can understand it. We're not your typical big Wall Street investment advisory firm. We keep it fun, simple, and personal from day one. We offer our students a powerful education on how to trade in the U.S. stock and options market coupled with sound investment advice and all from our family business. We're here to help you reach your biggest goals through taking small steps. Join us and bring your family. Coming to the Minneapolis Marriott West, December 1st and 2nd, only $99.95 for your entire household, plus a free ticket for a friend and a full money-back guarantee. To register, call 877-907-TRADE. That's 877-907-8723. Or go to Tradeway.com. That's Tradeway.com. AM 1280, The Patriot, Northern Alliance Radio Network, 651-289-4488. Hey, the other big show we're plugging here, along with Evening with Elder, along with Jace Harold, one of my bands, the Supreme Soviet of Love, having its album release party November 12th at O'Gara's. This is not us. More on that later, perhaps. 651-289-4488. The band here, by the way, best known as Silvio Dante and the frat band from Adventures in Babysitting. Oh. <laughs> ah, nice. Steve Van Zandt and Southside Johnny. Yeah. But I thought I'd tie it in for people who may have lived west of uh, New Jersey since 1978. Oh, I'm just covering till I hit the post. <laughs> 651-289-4488, the number to call should you join us. Uh, one more segment before we get to what you're all really here for, and that is our systematic destruction of 1960s music. Let's go to the phone. Wait, are you saying we're on the eve of destruction? <laughs> yes, right. <laughs> Excellent. Thank you. All these Thank years. You. Take a bow. All those Take years, a bow. All those years in this basement with me, and, and, yeah. and, and, he, and he starts to hit the tangential parallel. <laughs> this is amazing. <laughs> Excellent, Padwan. Uh, let's go to phones to, to Ramsey. Tom, welcome to the Northern Alliance Radio Network. Uh, thanks. I was wondering why what I've read is that the, both the State Department and the Justice Department are refusing to uh, release uh, Clinton emails regarding this uh, Benghazi attack uh, because Judicial Watch, I read something where they said they're having to um, force, uh, or not force, but get a federal judge to try to force the 
Trump administration to release the documents. It doesn't seem to make sense. I would think they would want those documents released. Yeah, I think you're talking about the talking points memos, uh, some of the emails that are around the talking points memos. Um, yeah, Tom Fitton's been pretty um, outspoken about that. He's he's pretty frustrated with the uh, Trump White House for, for not releasing those outright. Uh, so some of those are still redacted. Some of those have still been withheld for national security reasons. Uh, you know, it was... Um, you know, five years ago. So it's, you know, if, if they reveal techniques or sources, they're going to have to withhold them. I mean, the question is, is do they really do that? And how much, how much is in the stuff that's still being withheld that hasn't already been released? Because we've seen a big, long email string about the discussion of the talking points uh, already being, uh, it was released, I think, three years ago. So, um, or two years ago, perhaps. Yeah. So I'm not sure what else is left. I know Tom Fitton says there's more, uh, and that the Trump administration is not cooperating. He's in court trying to trying to get those out. It will be up to the court to uh, force the State Department and the Trump administration to release them. So speaking of, uh, we'd be remiss if we didn't bring this up here. We were talking about this before the show. Uh, whatever you want to say about Donald Trump and his administration, a one of the best cabinets of my adult lifetime, certainly certainly up there with the uh, the Reagan cabinet. Second of all. If you have any interest in, oh, I don't know, the Dow Jones, it's certainly been a great run so far for the Trump administration, sure King Banyan. Those those green arrows. And by the way, Marvel or DC or whoever it is can can send me a little <laughs> little little a little taste for that plug in. But the green arrows are, are rocking right along here, King Banyan. They are ro- rocking right along. Uh, Dow hits twenty three thousand, and of course, it does appear that uh, President Trump is always paying attention. To the stock market, it's a subject. It's a recurring theme of his tweet storms, yep, uh, and and so on. To the extent that apparently, according to some some reports that I've read, if you want to dissuade Donald Trump from some of his worst excesses, you tell him it would be bad for the stock market, and he will pay attention to that. And what, what we talked about in the green room, uh, Ed and Mitch, was that I'm not sure that's a bad idea. If you really want to, you know, if you if you think about a stock market, stock market is supposed to be an efficient processor of information that is forward-looking, right? It doesn't think about what's happened in the past. It's only looking at, at, at what's going to happen in the future. If you think it really is efficient, what exactly would be wrong with a president who decided whether or not they were doing the right thing or the wrong thing by watching the ticker at the bottom of their CNBC screen? So my response to this, to King, and we never actually got a chance to iron this out, is it depends on how much forward in the uh, in the future that they're actually looking, right? That's because right. This, the, the, stock, the stock market is pretty well known for being very short-term oriented in terms of um, in, in terms of profit-taking and that sort of thing, and it encourages short-term behavior. So I think when you're looking at that, you can say, look, I mean, it's definitely showing that people are investing in business, and that's great, but it... It also, I think, is not a really good indicator if the policies that you're putting in right now are going to be great for two years down the road rather than just three months down the road. So I will push back on that because I do believe that, that in fact, uh, the proper way to think about the stock market or, or the price of a stock is that you've got the – I'll use the technical term – you know, you've got the value of all the dividends that you're going to receive for the rest of the life of that firm that – Translated into present dollars, right? You, you, so we would say net present value if we were going were on my show on a finance show. But it, you know, so you, you do that. The disagreement may be that that the stock market discounts at a higher rate than you think maybe a president should. 
that's a valid criticism, but that's a, that's a pretty nuanced criticism too. Just by the fact that I had to take so long to make the point, it takes it's it's a pretty nuanced piece to to, to come to. I don't I don't think as a first approximation that the stock market's a not a good a good representation of, of the future that's relevant for all of us. Now, one of the things that we uh, in talk radio said, advisedly or not, you're the economist, not I, certainly, uh, is that uh, during the Obama years, of course, the, the market did relatively well as well. I mean, sure. the market, once we got past the recession, obviously, mm-hmm. it did fairly well. But nonetheless, uh, job, the job market never came back. Uh, income stagnated. And, and investment lagged badly. And, of course, the answer that we gave for that or that we had for that was that uh, – a lot of companies were sitting on an awful lot of cash, especially some of those that big, too big to fail quantitative easing cash uh, that that was avail- available in such abundance after the recession. Companies weren't investing the money; they were sitting on the cash. Is that changing? Are companies actually investing these days? No, they're still sitting on cash. I mean, really? they're still sitting on cash because it's fairly costless to do so. I mean, they don't have they don't have to invest because. They're not facing the fact that it, that they could earn five, six, seven percent on that money, or they can when they borrow, they're borrowing at three and four percent. So, no, I think they are sitting on cash, and then part of that though is the expectation of this tax plan that's to be passed. They're waiting to see what tax price they'll have to pay, so they know the return on investment next year. And that's the key thing that I tell everybody when I'm going over these economic reports is that you can't say that any of this is really the Trump effect because there's been no uh, other than psychological. There's been no Trump. Right economic plan put in place yet they're, they're still we're still waiting to pass that stuff and so i think we we will be able to measure that maybe sometime next year when the tax reform is in place absolutely well we'll we'll, we'll have to follow up on that in another uh, a year and a half or so to see what, <laughs> what happens there but up next the important part that's what you're all here for demolishing the 60s up next on the northern alliance radio network am 1280 the patriot my love. Join Gene Sullivan each week on Where You Live, where he takes on... Uh, Gene, who do you take on anyway? Maniacal landlords, slippery renters, overbearing HOA boards, demanding homeowners. Oh, and the legislative lunacy brought on by local politicians wanting to fix everything for us. It's a common sense perspective on the news and stories that affect you the most, right where you live. Join Gene Sullivan every Saturday morning at 10 a.m. on AM 1280, The Patriot. Hate going to the mall? Try LaTote.com, a fashion subscription box that sends brand name clothing and accessories right to your door for one low monthly fee. Choose from brands like BCBG, Nike, Rebecca Minkoff, and more. All month long, get unlimited totes each month. Simply wear, return, and repeat. Go to LaTote.com, enter code radio at checkout to get 50% off your first month. Wear what you want. Return everything in the mail when you're done. Repeat all month long. Again, that's LaTote.com, enter code radio. Two little tablets is all it takes to make your thin hair feel and look thicker and fuller. Guaranteed. Viviscal is the number one drug-free hair growth supplement in the U.S., with one box being sold every minute globally. It's clinically researched to promote existing hair growth for men and women. And now a 90-day supply of Viviscal is offered in your area risk-free plus free shipping. Call 800-330-6865. Viviscal nourishes thinning hair from within. You'll love your hair growth results. Guaranteed. Viviscal. 
Nescal is so effective, it's recommended by top doctors. Here's Dr. John Laura. As a dermatologist, I feel confident recommending Viviscal. It's backed by 25 years of research and multiple clinical studies that demonstrate Viviscal's effectiveness in promoting the growth of thicker, fuller hair. Want to try Viviscal? Every listener that calls now gets a 90-day risk-free supply plus free shipping. Call now, 800-330-6865. 800-330-6865. That's 800-330-6865. I'm Nick Soboleski, a select quote agent with a true story that could save you hundreds of dollars a year. A woman named Linda just called. Her husband, Ray, has a $300,000 group life insurance policy, but is changing jobs and can't take it with him. Well, I shopped the many highly rated term life insurance companies we represent and found Ray, who is 41 and takes medication to control his cholesterol, a 10-year, $500,000 policy for under $27 a month. That's almost twice the coverage for less than half of what he had paid. If SelectQuote hasn't shopped for your life insurance, you're probably paying too much. For your free quote, call 800-452-1330. That's 800-452-1330. 800-452-1330. Or go to selectquote.com. Since 1985, we shop, you save. Get full details on the example policy at selectquote.com slash commercials. Your price could vary depending on your health, issuing company, and other factors. Not available in all states. This is AM. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.